Today on CityCast Philly, it's the Friday News Roundup, and CityCast Pittsburgh host Morgan Moody is joining me to chat about the midterms. Pennsylvania is a battleground state, and lots of misinformation has been circling around. So today, we'll help you understand the major party candidates in the governor and U.S. Senate races, and where they stand on certain topics. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. So, Margaret, we're going to talk about four candidates today. Mm-hmm. A.G. Josh Shapiro, who's a Democrat, Doug Mastriano, Republican, and those two are running for governor. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's a Democrat, and celebrity physician Mehmet Oz, who's running as Republican, and they're running for U.S. Senate. I'm, I mean, I'm calling it right now. I don't think Pennsylvania is going to know the results, at mm-hmm. least of the Senate race between Oz and Fetterman that night. It could drag on, honestly, much longer than wow, that. But yeah. the race is, you know, tighter and scarier than my Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think, um, like you said, it's going to be pretty tight. We, we're definitely not going to know the results. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we will have a winner soon. Mm. But, yeah, this, like, midterm election, it's just been really dragging on, like, the ads have been overwhelming. Yeah. The reminder texts and mailers have filled up my mailbox. And I really can't stand getting those random phone calls um, yeah. about voting. <laughs> it's like, I I know, I get it. Um, I usually take voting very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, do you me, mail in? Are you, are you, are you a mail in? No, I'm a, you know, wake up, go to the polls type yeah. of person. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like that physical touch. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me feel like my vote counts. I've done the mail-in, like, in the pandemic, you know what I mean? Because we, there were few options. You know, I did it. But uh, I am this year going to go in person. I feel that. Um, yeah, and it's just been wild because, like, I read this recent New York Times article about just the amount of misinformation mm. that has been running through our state because we are a battleground state. Truly a purple state. Yeah, and it can just like completely flip flop <laughs> and end in a way that we weren't expecting. That's what makes this, I guess, exciting in some ways as well. It has been a really unpredictable, you know, election cycle. So Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and Dr. Mehmet Oz had their only Senate debate this election cycle. So Fetterman, we know, has been recovering from a stroke that he had in May. So this was one of the few times that he's answered questions from the press and faced off with Dr. Oz, you know, since that. The conversation around the debate was mostly, you know, kind of ableist. So we're not going to get too much into that. But did that, you know, debate sway voters, you think? I think it gave us an opportunity just to kind of see the candidates in a different light. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't watch Mm -hmm. the debate live. I looked at the highlights and um, some clips on YouTube. Um, But it definitely... I think that's about all you needed to watch. Yeah, because it's like (laughs) we've seen these candidates in the ads, in mailers. um, But yeah, it... I don't know. What do you feel about like debating? Do you think it's an effective way to get to know a candidate? Not really. I feel like most of the people that tune into debates are pretty much already, you know, settled on which candidate they will be voting for. I don't feel like there are many statistics showing 
that debates necessarily, you know, swing anybody. It kind of has shown that the numbers haven't really changed. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. some independents that are still undecided, but it seems like everybody already knew what they were going to do going into the debate. Right. And I guess with that, the moderators, I guess the good thing about debates is that the moderators can call them out like, hey, you actually said this back then, but now your position changed. So I guess there is some good parts of a debate. There wasn't much change in the polls immediately after the debate, but as of Thursday morning, Republican Senate candidate Mehmet Oz is narrowly ahead of Democrat John Fetterman. So that's according to a survey from Emerson College polling and The Hill. Okay, That poll shows Oz is leading Fetterman by two percentage points. It's 48 to 46 among likely voters. So... There is, you know, a three point margin of error in that survey. But, you know, that two percent is well within that margin. So there's like four percent of voters who are undecided. So it is slim. And that has me a little bit concerned about Tuesday night. I feel like we're going to be up all night waiting for these results. Lots of coffee. (laughs) Lots of coffee. (laughs) All right. So let's break down some of the key issues that these candidates are Discussing. Yeah, we have uh, uh, policing and public safety. That's been a really big, you know, hot button issue, especially here in Pennsylvania. I don't know what's been going on on your side of the state, uh, Trinae, but here in Pittsburgh, we had a shooting outside of a funeral last week where six people Mm -hmm. were shot and injured. Um, The homicide rate is the highest that it's been in several years here in the county. So certainly public safety is is an issue. Yeah, crime is really a major issue in Philly as well. According to city data, overall violent crime is increasing. So Shapiro, he supports stricter gun safety measures, including enacting universal background checks and red flag laws, which would allow for temporary confiscation of firearms from people who officials or judges might say are a risk to to themselves and to others. Mm. And according to his campaign website, he wants to reduce the number of people of color who are in the criminal justice system as well. And on the far right side of things, Doug Maestriano has said that as governor, he'll hold elected officials accountable for enforcing the law and prosecuting crime. If they don't do their jobs, Maestriano will remove them. And I think uh, Maestriano's positions are pretty similar to Oz's positions as well. His campaign has called out Fetterman a lot and Fetterman's connection to um, brothers, Lee and Dennis Horton, who were convicted of second degree murder in the early 1990s. And they had their sentences commuted in 2021. And now they work for the Fetterman campaign. And Oz has called them out. He's a very strong supporter of law enforcement and giving uh, law enforcement a powerful voice in Washington. And he also supports um, efforts to ensure that they always have resources and the things that they need to do their job. Mm. Because like he said, that, you know, they um, law enforcement officers are risking their lives um, to protect our communities. Police reform, really, truly, the entire election and and for the past several years, it's been extremism, you know, on these different subjects. So Fetterman has a complicated history with issues of crime and justice. He has been criticized by his own party for an incident that happened in 2013, where he chased down a black jogger and pulled a shotgun on the 
on the person um, because he wrongly believed that the individual had been involved in another shooting. Around that time, there were issues within the black community here in Pittsburgh, you know, on whether or not they should be voting for him and should be supporting him. Um, But Fetterman has tried to repair, you know, this rift in the black community, especially in Braddock. And throughout his campaign, he has highlighted his belief that the American justice system is, quote, unforgiving and vindictive and needs reform and has proudly defended his record of aggressively pushing for clemency while leading Pennsylvania's board of pardons. For sure. Let's talk about the opioid epidemic and cannabis reform. Mm. Um, So A.G. Shapiro has supported both legalized medical marijuana and recreational marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, when Wolf made some changes to the cannabis law, Shapiro urged lawmakers to take it even further. He tweeted one time saying, making it easier for folks to access medical marijuana is good. Legalizing recreational marijuana, expunging the criminal records of those charged for possession, and righting the wrongs our black and brown communities have experienced is even better. Mm. Yeah, Mastriano had proposed this bill that would make uh, a minimum sentence of 25 years in prison for someone who sold fentanyl to someone who essentially ended up dying from that overdose. That was when Mastriano was in state Senate. He's also sponsored legislation uh, that would kind of track overdoses by having first responders. It's like a mapping system. It would have first responders report overdose incidents within 72 hours. Mastriano wants Pennsylvania elected officials to be held accountable for fentanyl getting into our country from where he says is our southern border, a.k.a. Mexico. Yeah, and we know that Pennsylvania has had some of the highest drug overdose death rates in the country. Definitely. Uh, Shapiro's campaign really highlights the fact that, you know, his office worked to get 67 Pennsylvania counties in um, some opioid settlement money, um, mm-hmm. which was about $1 billion to Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I know that not everyone... Yeah, and everyone... I do remember us talking about that story. And um, this side of the state has yet to receive that money. Mm-hmm. But um... Yeah, so Oz, he's also written and spoken about this issue yeah. um, over his time as a public figure. Um, he's partnered and invested in companies that have played roles in the opioid crisis. Hmm. And he also wrote, In his book, You, the Smart Patient, which came out in 2006, which he co-authored with Dr. Michael Rosen and the Joint Commission, a nonprofit that accredits U.S. US hospitals. And there's a passage in the book referring and endorsing the use of prescription opioids for pain following a surgery. And it says that some people are afraid of becoming addicted to opioids, but that risk is is only about one in 7,000. And even then, it's mostly a risk in patients who take them continually for chronic pain. So treat yourself right, use the strong stuff to get rid of the pain and get active. But that's the thing that we know, right? There's no such thing as using an opioid to really get rid of the pain, it just kind of masks it. So um, I don't know, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah, Fetterman though, Futterman's very, you know, pro-cannabis. He's been extremely outspoken about it. 
throughout his entire you know career basically in politics. Um, even back in 2019, he had that statewide listening tour on recreational cannabis legalization. Um, you know, he's also proposed needle exchanges, supervised injection sites uh, as a safe way for you know users to use. Um, but you know, the Republicans have also opposed that. So that's on one end. Then there is the second really hot button issue in this election, which has been abortion, which I know surprisingly has kind of been the second issue behind um, like inflation and jobs and things like that. But we know Mastriano is certainly more extreme when it comes to abortion. When he was in state Senate, he actually pushed repeatedly on a six week ban for abortion. And that was before these were, you know, mainstream issues like they've become in the past year. Yeah, Shapiro you know, he's also blasted uh, Mastriano's um, opinion on the issue. Shapiro does not support additional restrictions on abortion, and he's promised to protect the state from an extreme ban throughout his veto power. And that's according to an article from WHYY. Yeah. Um, what I also found interesting is just how since the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to repeal Roe v. Wade, uh, how voters may have responded. According to York Dispatch and State Department data, York County saw an increase in voter registration as of September, and some voters were even switching their political affiliations. So although it may not be clear if Roe v. Wade is causing this, but this could impact the results of the election. So we'll have to see for sure how this plays out. Right, right. If this is a a topic alone that could change the way that you're voting. Fetterman wants to codify Roe v. Wade and supports enacting, you know, filibusters to get it done. He follows the party line on this subject pretty closely. So his position on that, that that's not really surprising. Yeah. And also not surprising for Oz. He calls himself a pro-life candidate. Here's a clip from the debate. There should not be involvement from the federal government in how states decide their abortion decisions. As a physician, I've been in the room when there's some difficult conversations happening. I don't want the federal government involved with that at all. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive, to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. And so Dems have really taken that statement and said, look, look, see, he wants politicians to be involved in these really intimate decisions. It's this really like fuzzy, you know, gray line where voters are kind of trying to figure out, do we want federal government involved? Do we want state government involved? Should any politics, you know, be involved when it comes to making a decision about your body? We haven't heard much about abortion since the summer. And as far as inflation goes... I mean, it still hurt my pockets, just about it, the same. Right? <laughs> like, at one point, I was like, wait, I thought gas prices were going down. It looks like they're going back up. Yeah. What's this, what is this about? So in terms of jobs and labor and the economy, Shapiro, according to his campaign website, he really wants to expand job skill training programs. And these are lo- those vocational training uh, for high school students and other graduates, um, you know, jobs where you need to get a certificate yeah. um, to perform them. Uh, Shapiro supports raising the minimum wage from currently $7.25 wow. to $15 per hour. It should have been that. Um, <laughs> Mastriano, the GOP uh, candidate for governor, 
He's a longtime supporter of the controversial right to work legislation, which is designed to weaken unions and diminish wages and benefits for working families. I don't know what it's like over in Philly, but in Pittsburgh, uh, we unionize and we will go on strike in a minute if things are unfair. <laughs> same in Philly. Same. In Philly. I mean, uh, earlier when, you know, City Cast really came out, you know, every other week it was another group organizing to strike. Right. So strikes are big um, over in Philly. And over in the U.S. Senate race, Oz, um, he supports small businesses he wants less government regulation, especially with the fossil fuel industry. Mm. And um, that's ha- that has really impacted jobs and communities throughout the state. And Oz also is really hard on the issue of China. And his campaign website says he believes in creating you know, more jobs in America and rebuilding American supply chains. No surprise that Fetterman is, you know, supporting unions. Because, you know, he was the mayor of Braddock and there is a huge steel mill there. So you can't not support industry and unions. Um, He also, you know, wants the wage increase to $15 an hour. Honestly, at this point with inflation, it probably needs to be almost double that. So Mm -hmm. Dr. Oz doesn't answer when asked if he would support a 15 per hour minimum wage. Mm Part of the thing with jobs has also been fracking. Um, fracking, oh yes, especially here, yeah, in Western Pennsylvania, Huge in our state, yeah, provides so many jobs. Um, so I feel like that's a big reason too why these candidates have played in the middle constantly with fracking. You know, in the past, Fetterman has come out and said that he was against fracking, um, and then very recently in the debate, there has been an ad that the Oz campaign has run with of uh, Fetterman kind of stumbling over that question during the debate and saying that he does support it. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. We should mention that Fetterman had requested to use closed captioning during the debate just for his auditory processing issues that he's been experiencing as he recovers from the stroke. So I'm not sure if, you know, the pause is because of that or because he was just really stumbling through that question. Mm -hmm. It was also the same for Oz. The moderator pointed out how he's gone back and forth on the issue During the debate, Oz said he's been consistent, and the moderator called him out on that. You wrote a column in 2014 calling for no fracking pending health study results. But in a video posted on social media in March, you said, quote, natural gas guarantees high-paying skilled jobs right here in Pennsylvania, so back off Biden, give us freedom to frack. Mr. Oz, please explain that changing position, 60 seconds. I've been very consistent. Fracking has been demonstrated. It's a very old technology to be safe. Uh, It is a lifeline for this Commonwealth to be able to build wealth, similar to what they've been able to achieve in other states. For that reason, I strongly support fracking. Yeah, Mastrano has been very vocal about deregulating the state's fossil fuel industries. 
Back in March, he proposed the Pennsylvania Energy Independence Act, uh, which is supposed to make it, I guess, a little bit easier for oil, um, coal, and gas companies to dig for resources throughout the state. Mastriano, you know, also isn't a believer of climate change. There, There isn't any mention of it in his campaign. Um, he actually calls it, you know, uh, an academic fabrication. Yeah. A.G. Shapiro has also worked on environmental issues. In 2020, his office released an over 200-page grand jury report that found that government agencies didn't properly oversee and regulate the fracking industry. So, mm. again, this is a huge issue uh, for the Shapiro uh, campaign. Shapiro's office also prosecuted gas drillers and criminally charged pipeline developers with environmental crimes. So again, this is a huge issue within these races. After this election cycle, Trinae is about to be the 2024 election. So I know it's going to be 2024 all the time. More unhinged election ads, texts, debates. I can't wait. Mailers in your mailbox. <laughs> I, got, I had three in there the other day, all the same one asking me to vote. I'm like, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote. Stop calling me. Stop texting me. <laughs> Right, right. The midterm is next week, Tuesday, November 8th. And CityCast Pittsburgh and CityCast Philly will give you whatever election results we get the next day. Whatever we got. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our lead producer is Alexandra McMahon. Our producer is Abby Fritz. With help this week from Meg Dalton, Elizabeth Kama, Mallory Falk, and Morgan Moody. Our newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Trina Marie. Music is by Philly's own Interminable. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a safe weekend. Bye. Then there is, you know, the very, hold on, it's a fly on my table. Then there is the very, and I did kill it. I'm sorry if, if that offended anybody. Um, 